Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word. I'm just filling my cup right now with water. That's not a good sound. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's going to be a good one. Who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hi to you. We're excited to have you on with mm -hmm. us today, and we want to know who's here. Who's on? Uh, Johnny says Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's a name for the bell. Sure. Oh, that Maybe. That's cute. That's a cute yeah. one, Johnny. Chip. Chip. Chip off. Chip off the old block. Uh, yeah. Who's who's on? Say hello. Give us a little waiver in the comments. Um, but, you know, today we're just going to basically be led, right? Sure. We're basically going to be led. I'm actually excited about this because what you're about to receive is straight up Holy Ghost. <laughs> because, you know, coming into this, we really didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about. Yeah. But, you know, we're just going to be led. But we want to see who's watching yeah. uh, today. We want to see uh, where you guys are at, where you're watching from. Uh, EO says, a little wave. A little wave. So uh, Kelly says, Kelly, Kelly from Rochester, New York. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, if you see uh, Pastor Cody Spencer, tell him that uh, Buddy Crabtree says hello. And because uh, Cody's an awesome dude. He's, he's doing some great stuff up there. Anyway, word. <laughs> word stuff. I legitimately just had to put down saying, like, to your mother and finishing the rest of the... I, I just said I it, so I didn't it. put anything down. But I just said it at a different point. That's cool. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So be it. So be it. So be it. <laughs> Becca's watching. Becca watching here. Hello. Hello, guys. So, yeah, you know how Pastor will come on um, sometimes or when he's ministering and he's like... You know, I don't know what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. That's there, that's literally where we're at. Yeah, there was a, uh, I remember specifically, there was a, um, a broadcast that, um, like, right as the what's the word transition went up, Pastor said, ask me what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He said, I don't know. <laughs> we're like, okay. Well, okay, I remember, actually, there was um, there was a time where it, I was in Cuba with, with my old church, and we were doing uh, a youth conference thing yeah. there. And uh, while we were there, uh, there was, like, they scheduled out how the conference was going to go. We were going to do a Q&A service, um, and, then, and then I was going to speak to the, to the yeah. men. And, um, and so I, basically what I determined, okay, the most prominent question in the Q&A service, because yeah. there was probably about an hour between the, the sessions, the most prominent question in the Q&A service, I'll, I, will, uh, I will take that question, I'll do a little study stuff, and then, and then I'll speak on that to the men. So right before, like literally like 30 seconds before the Q&A service was about to, to, to happen, uh, my, the translator came up to me and he said, so what are you going to be speaking on? And I said, oh, I'm just going to base it off of the Q&A. And he said, oh, no, they swapped it. You're speaking now. <laughs> And I was like, okay, so I have literally 15 seconds to come up with a message right now and preach it. And he said, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Amen. okay, praise God. I'm going to preach on being led by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Because at that point, you have to be led by the Holy yeah. Ghost. You know, and, and, well, you know, the Bible says be ready in season and out of right. season. Be ready to, at all times to give an account for the hope that's in you, you know. And so, you know, it doesn't. Like, you never really know when the opportunity is going to arise where you right. have to give people a, an on-time word. You never know when the opportunity is going to arise when you have to give people something that's going to change their lives. Because right. uh, let's be real for a second. We don't know who's watching this right now. Well, I mean, we, we know the people that are commenting, but we don't know the people that will be watching this, right. you know, tomorrow or a week from now or five years from now. And, and, you know, every time you preach the Word of God, every time you, 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 you come to a pulpit, every time, you know, we're doing this broadcast, we got to recognize that there's people that are watching that are hurting and broken. There are people who, who might even be consider, contemplating suicide. Yeah. There are people who, you know, there, there might be a woman who, who, who's really struggling with a decision yeah. she made. There might be a man who's really battling alcoholism. You, don't, you have no idea what's going on in the lives of people, which is why you need to have the Spirit of God inside right. of you flowing out of you or else you're kind of stuck yeah. you know I can try to come up with something in my mind but if I come up with something in my mind essentially what I'm doing is is I'm just telling you what I think you need but the reality is you know uh, and pastor has been saying this on Sunday mornings is he's been saying you know one word 
can change someone's life. One word received can change someone's life, but it's only the word that's given through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You know, that's why we, and it's very important for us to be in constant, consistent fellowship with, with God because yeah. we need that on-time word. We need, we need to be ready at any time, you know, to, to be able to give people exactly what they need yeah. when they need it. Well, and a lot of times what ends up happening is, like, take this for example. We have a deadline of, okay, we're going to be talking about Jesus at noon. Let's come up with a topic. And, like, look, we had things to talk about today. It's not that we didn't. But a lot of times what will happen is we'll get up to a deadline, Mm -hmm. and if we don't think we've heard from the Lord yet, we'll try and shove something together and say, you know what, this is it. Or we'll logic something out, and it could be good, Mm -hmm. but is it man's good or Mm -hmm. is it God's good? Because, you know, it tells us in Romans 8 that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So here's the thing, you know, we talked about it before. We're a three-part being. We Mm -hmm. have a flesh, we have a soul, but we are a spirit. And pastors talked about this before, that there's a difference between logic and the anointing. Mm -hmm. And our brains are so powerful that, you know, here's the thing. Those of you watching right now, like the people that we have live, and I'm sure in the replay, you're likely like knowledgeable of the word in Mm -hmm. some capacity. So, Is it hard to come up with something to talk about? Not necessarily. Like our brain can put things together. Today's a good day to talk about finances. It's a good day to talk. But is it us or is it the Lord? And that's where we need to be so in tune with the voice of God that we know when it's his voice and when it's our voice. The word tells us that my sheep know my voice. Jesus says it. My sheep know my voice. And he says it in another scripture, a stranger's they will not follow. Well, a lot of times the voice that we end up following, it's not a stranger's voice. It's our voice that we mistake for the voice of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's so common to us. We've listened to it so much that when it starts talking, it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's God. That sounds about right because it's A plus B equals C. But God is such a big God that his way of counting is probably so far outside of ours that it doesn't make logical sense. So it's got to be us determining, is this me? Is this the Lord? And really, truly understanding which voice is which. Yeah. Well, it, it goes back to what pastor, what the Lord showed pastor last year was, I want you to do business differently. Mm-hmm. You know, when he said, when God told pastor, I want you to do different business differently, he's, he was essentially saying, I want you to do every, everything that you do. I want you to do it out of that fellowship with yeah. me. You know, like everything that you say, say it from a position of fellowship. And basically you even look at the way Jesus operated, you know, uh, Jesus said nothing. He did nothing except what he heard his father say mm-hmm. and what he saw his father do. That's yeah. what Jesus said. He, you know, the, actually in the book of Hebrews, it says that he is the exact representation yeah. of the father. And, and so Jesus never spoke a thing except what he heard his father yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. So like p- picture this, because there's a, there's a lot of times when I'm reading, you know, through the gospels that what Jesus is doing and what he's saying, I'm like, I wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> for sure not. You know, I wouldn't have ran in their flip tables. I wouldn't right. have told the Pharisees, you know, certain things that he told the Pharisees. Whitewashed tombs. Yeah. Like, dead men's bones. Imagine being Jesus' disciples. You're standing there. And the the leaders of the of the of the Jews are there talking with Jesus and they're saying, No, we're of our father Abraham. And Jesus is like, No, you're of your father the devil. <laughs> like, can you imagine being the, the, the disciples like and then, but it just, and then you like read that whole like uh, encounter and Jesus just, he's not kept letting going. up. He kept going and like, I, I know my flesh if I was out, oh my goodness, what are you doing, Jesus? But he was literally speaking right. the words of the Father. You know, so like if we're operating by logic, we can see that and be like, oh, he has no grace and compassion. Mm-hmm. But everything he did was done out of grace and compassion. So like we can't operate based on our logic or what yeah. we think is right. We need to operate based solely on what God said. Yeah. You know, solely on what, what God is telling us to speak. And, and you know, I, I can't tell you how many times, like I've even had dreams, you know, where, where I, like, and it's based on logic, but I remember when, when I was a youth pastor before, like I would have dreams of like 
um, like services getting ready to start, you know, and I'm getting ready to preach and I have nothing. Yeah, and I'm sure. like in this, like, and, and when I would wake up from the dream, I'd be like, oh man, like that was stressful, you know. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, like op op situations like this don't have to be stressful if we're in the spirit. Right. Because God will give us the word when we need it. Like, for example, this broadcast right now, you know, w when we opened and started talking with you, we didn't know where we were going, but then the spirit began to flow and give mm -hmm. us the words and, he, and he's showing us exactly what to say. You know, why? Because like at the beginning, it was like, well, like in the word. natural, yeah, what? <laughs> word. Yeah, word. Well, in the natural, it's like, what are, what are we gonna do? In the reality and in the spirit, we're gonna be obedient and mm -hmm. we're trusting that God's gonna begin to flow yeah. whenever he wants us to start flowing. Yeah. Well, and he, here's one of the awesome things about God is, you know, the Lord is our shepherd. He is able to mm -hmm. see further than we can. Mm -hmm. Sheep only see like so far because they're only so big. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not that there's anything wrong with sheep. It's just, they're not designed to look after themselves, but the shepherd is anointed and is literally designed to stand above the sheep and see beyond and know what things are coming up ahead. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, he's our helper, he's our comforter, he's our teacher. He, the word tells us in Corinthians that he searches out the mysteries of the father and then reveals them to us. Yeah. So what happens a lot of times with us is we're seeing like on this limited plane, we're mm -hmm. seeing what's directly in front of us. We're looking at things like that are temporary, seeing things with our eyes and our brain will logic things out a lot of times, mm -hmm. but the Holy Ghost knows what's coming up. Mm -hmm. He knows what's about to happen. He mm -hmm. knows what someone needs right yeah. when they need it. And so we could figure out the most eloquent message. We could have figured out exactly like the yeah. perfect illustration points and laid them out clearly, concisely, and wonderfully. But the word tells us that it's the foolishness of preaching yeah. that leads men into freedom, that leads them to repentance. You know, yeah. it's the foolishness of preaching that yeah. God uses to confound the wise. Yeah. God is able. And that <laughs> foolishness of preaching preaching, it can cause yeah. freedom to come. It's not the eloquence. Like yeah. Paul says that, like, I didn't come here with persuasive yeah. words of wisdom, but yeah. he has it right there. Yep. Do you want me to read sure. it? Okay. So this is literally Paul in first Corinthians chapter two. And that's the Lord. I just started speaking and you are, you're already open mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit right. and of power, so that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, even what you're watching right now, mm -hmm. Buddy and I have had zero conversation about the Word, other than... Right before we started, I asked him, like, do you still feel led on the topic that we have for today? Or, or do you feel led in a different direction? And I told him I'd follow his leading. Like, there's no notes between us. There's, and it's one thing to, like, preach by yourself. It's a totally different ballgame to preach with another person mm -hmm. who has, like, their own way of thinking. But it's the same Holy Ghost inside mm -hmm. of you that's inside of me, that's inside of Buddy. Mm -hmm. And he's able to knit all things together and make it work. But we've got yeah. to trust him mm -hmm. in in order for him to be able to flow like that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'll be at war against him, yeah. not even realizing that we're warring against the spirit yeah. by resisting and thinking, well, mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense, or that's not a good thing to do, or I mm -hmm. should do it differently, or I, I don't know why I do it this way. When we just yield mm -hmm. and get obedient, willing yeah. and obedience, we'll eat the good of the land, but we've just got to turn off our own brains mm -hmm. really like if I could unplug my brain I would love to unplug my brain <laughs> and just let the Holy Ghost flow all the time mm -hmm. but we've got to be intentional and be like I'm done thinking mm -hmm. I'm going to let Holy Ghost be Holy Ghost yeah and, and honestly like when you think about especially this passage Paul's talking about coming to the these Jewish people come or coming to the people of Corinth mm -hmm. establishing the church and he's saying, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with, with great wisdom and eloquence. Right. And we're talking about a man who was, who was very educated in scripture, very educated in the word, very yeah. educated. He, he was a very educated man. Um, and like he even says in uh, 1 Corinthians 1.20, where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the right. de 
the debater of the age. You know, he's, but if we were to be honest, there was anyone who could debate this word better than anyone else. Paul was one of those people. Mm -hmm. And he said, I chose, like, and he's saying, you know, whenever he came, he said, I, I honestly, I chose to know nothing except yeah. Christ and him crucified. He said, I, I know nothing except, you know, I, like, I'm not going to rely on my wisdom and my right. knowledge. He said, I actually don't want you to rely on, right. on the wisdom of man. I want you to put your faith in, and honestly, this is, this one verse really changed the way I, I saw preaching, mm -hmm. is uh, verse, verse 5, uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 5, so that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Mm -hmm. See, see, and, and here's the, the reality of it. When, when we're declaring the word of God, when we're, when we're sharing, when we're, when we're, you know, helping lead people to Jesus, when we're encouraging people, we're not supposed to tell them what we think they need to know. Mm -hmm. that, like, that's a dangerous thing. When yep. you're counseling someone or someone's going through a problem or an issue, you're not supposed to tell them what you think they need to know. Yep. You're, so, you're only supposed to tell them, you know, you're supposed, okay, let's pray. I, I can't tell you how many times, like, someone's come to me, hey, I have this problem. All right, let's pray. And then, and then, you know, I'm seeking what's the Lord have for this yeah. situation? Because the Lord will be able to give them exactly what they need to hear. And that's what Paul's saying here. Now, they shouldn't put their trust in your wisdom. Mm -hmm. They should put their trust in the power of God. And this is where, where you know, growing up, uh, you know, even going to Bible college and all these different things, you know, I've been trained to rely on what I know, mm -hmm. on my on my degree or on you know different things. But no, my my faith isn't in that. My, yeah. I, I shouldn't be relying on that. Yes, study this word, meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do all that's written, and you will prosper and succeed in all you do. Uh, but I'm not relying on that, you know, because if I, if I'm getting ready to preach and I don't know what I'm getting ready to preach on, but I see, oh, there's that person. I know they're going through this. Yeah. I can logic out a message yeah. and try to bring something in sure. that I think will help them. But real, but really, <laughs> the Holy Spirit will, will give has what he exactly what that person needs, yeah. and it might not be what I think that that person needs. Yeah. You know, I I need to to learn to rely solely on the Holy Ghost. I need to learn to rely solely on what the Lord is leading me to do because I, more than anything, I need people to recognize God is their source, yeah. not my wisdom. Yeah. Well, and you, what you just said brought up or Psalms, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 mm. to me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on mm. your own mm. understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He'll make your path straight. But a lot of times when we'll hear this scripture quoted, mm. it's by people who aren't applying it. Like, I've done it this way. Mm. We're all quoted and be like, well... I'm going to trust the Lord with all my heart and I'm not going to lean on my own understanding because God's in control of this whole thing and he's going to yeah. turn it for my, like, whatever. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, the Lord is sovereign, the, obviously, like, the Lord is all-powerful. Yeah. But that's not saying in times where it looks crappy, God's putting crap on you, so yeah. get ready to go through the crap. Mm -hmm. It's saying, trust in the Lord mm -hmm. with everything. Yeah. Trust in Him with every bit of your heart. Yeah. Trust in Him. Notice He's not saying... Like, and I want to do a study just to make sure I'm go that it's right. But a lot of times the heart can represent the mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading this right now. What came up to me, trust in the Lord with all of your soul, mm -hmm. not just your spirit. Your spirit man's already trusting him. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all of your mind, all of your will, all of your emotions. Mm -hmm. Trust in him and stop leaning on your own understanding. Because mm -hmm. when we're leaning on our own understanding, we don't have the grace of God empowering us. Mm -hmm. But when we will stop leaning on what we are capable of doing in and of ourselves and allow the Lord mm -hmm. to then flow through us, that's when he'll make our path straight. But the reason our paths haven't been straight is because we'll have moments like these wonderful moments. Like, you know, both Buddy and I, like separately, uh, years apart, we moved down to North Carolina. Like I moved in 2014. Buddy and his wife moved last year and we heard from the Lord. It's, you know, it's time to move. Like this is clearly God and we're going to move. That was a straight path for both of us. Like it was, it was miraculous, but I'm sure that, you know, I'll take me for example, that was seven years ago, almost 
eight years ago that I did that. During that time, my path hasn't been straight. And it's because while, yes, I heard from the Lord and I was obedient to be led by God in that moment, there are times where my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions have taken over instead of the Holy Ghost taking mm -hmm. over. And all of a sudden my path gets a little crooked until I yield mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit in me and say, you know what? That was me. Help, help redirect me and put, and he's faithful and just put me right back on that same path. Mm. The straightest point, the quickest point to go from A to B is a straight line. Yeah. That's why God keeps our path straight. Cause he doesn't want us to take 20,000 years to go from A to B. He wants us to go and get there quickly. But mm. the quickest way to do it is for us to just shut up mm. and stop telling yeah. him what to do and let him tell us what to do and be obedient to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. This is good. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> this is you know, fun. This is like money and, and I talk. And it. this completely alters the way that we study this yeah. word too. I, I can't tell you how, how much time I spend just studying this word just so I can gain knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, or just get another neat little snippet that I can throw out at people and them think I'm wise. You sure. know what I mean? Like, no, I, I'm in this word because I love God. I'm, I'm in his presence because I love him. Mm -hmm. You know, that this is why we do this. This is why, you know, why... Jesus saved us yeah. so we can have fellowship with him. And, and you know, uh, one of the things that that pastor talks about is he's talking about the flow of knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. the flow uh, of knowledge. And, and, you know, a lot of times people spend so much time just reading this, reading this, reading this and thinking that that they'll just gain all this knowledge. And when they gain all this knowledge, then then the anointing will come. Right. But, but that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. No, uh, what, what you want to do is you want to seek the anointing. Seek the presence of God. Yeah. See, you know, be, be in anointed services. Seek, seek God's face. Spend time in prayer. Spend time just fellowshipping with Him. And, and let the anointing come. And when that anointing comes, that's what, that's, see, that's, you, here's the fun part. Okay, again, like I, I shared that I, I went through Bible college. Yeah. I have the degree. You know, and what I was told was, you know, you need to, for every 10 minutes you preach, you need to spend an hour in, in preparation. Not, not, not in study, just an hour in preparing your sermon, you know. And, and honestly, if I, if I read through the Gospels, I don't see one place where Jesus prepared sermons. I don't nope. see one place in the book of Acts where, or, or you know, when, when the Holy Ghost fell on them. I don't see Peter going back to the book of yeah. Joel and studying it out and figuring. No, no, right. it was in him yeah. because the Spirit was in him. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The yeah. Holy Spirit rose up in him, and he gave a message so anointed that 3,000 people, more yeah. than 3,000 people, entered into the kingdom. And, and so now I'm not saying you don't prepare for your messages. I'm not saying any of that stuff. You, you want to prepare, but you prepare through the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You let the Holy Ghost flow in you and flow through you. And when you do that, he'll kind of mess up your, you know, your sermon a little bit. He, he, but so that people can really receive what they need to receive. Right. You know, like I, I remember when I used to think, I used to think when, when preachers would rabbit trail, they were just undisciplined. Mm -hmm. But now, but now I recognize that some of them might be. You know, let's be real. Some of them might be. But but when when there's an anointing on that service and that preacher is flowing in the Holy Ghost, what I might perceive to be a rabbit trail might be the Holy Ghost giving someone in that audience exactly what they need. Yeah. They might have been praying, Lord, I need an answer to this. And 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 God, I don't know what to do. I need an answer. Yeah. I need to know that this is in the Word. And then the preacher might be preaching on something completely different. But then all of a sudden he just jumps into this where it, me and my natural mind, I'm like, oh, man, what's he doing? Like, why is he talking about this? You know, right. I, I want to hear more about this. But what's happening is the Holy Ghost is giving that person the answer to something that they've been desperately seeking yeah. an answer for. Yeah. Well, and why was the Holy Spirit like able to descend upon Jesus? Here's right. the thing. Like we think I know I I have thought reading through the scriptures, I've just read them and taken them for what they are like. Okay, well, here's Jesus growing up, and here's Jesus, like, being baptized, and that's great. Like, he's the Son of God, so clearly it's time for the Holy Spirit to come. But Jesus had decisions to make. Yeah. Like, he had to make the decisions in order to get to the point where the Holy Spirit could descend upon him. He, and th this is my opinion, so this isn't something that I can pull out in Scripture at this moment and be like, because it says here, but the Holy Spirit was able to come and abide on Jesus, descend and become one with him because Jesus had found himself in scripture. 
He, when he was preparing, he spent years. Like, why was he able to be a youth confounding the, the men in the temple, teaching them, like, able to study? Why was he able to do that? Because he had been dedicating his time in intimate relationship with God until Jesus got a revelation of who he was called to be. Yeah. It's not like he woke up day one. He's not like boss baby where it's like weird out, like they just have full thought processes. He woke up day one. It's like, okay, cool. I'm here on earth. I'm going to wait until around age two to say full sentences, but I am the son of God. No, he had to figure out who he was, but here's the thing. Jesus found out who he was so that you and I embody, so that we could find out who yeah. we're called to be. As we abide with him and he abides with us, he reveals to yeah. us who we're called to be. And it's not a carnal man being led by our mind and our will and our emotions. Oh my gracious, if I could turn off something in the body of Christ, it would be being led by emotions. Our emotions are not who we are. We are the children of God. We have the mind of Christ, a mind that's powerful, that's clear, that's focused on him. We have that available to us, but that is able to come through when Holy Spirit is able to truly abide with us and when we are resting in him. Mm -hmm. Jesus yeah. had Holy Spirit because he found out who he was and he was able to hear from Holy Spirit because he found out who he was. He, like he learned yeah. which voice was his. Yeah. This is the flesh. This is me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start following the father. Amen. Amen. And, and honestly, that that's how we should live. Yeah. You know, uh, our, our thinking and see, I remember I took a uh, strengths finders test, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, I think four of my five strengths were all mental. mental. And um, I'm like, oh, look at that. I'm a great thinker. I can think through things. I can process through things. And this is amazing. And, and it's beneficial. Sure. You know, like, God, like we're not saying just, you know, take your brain and throw it out the window sure. and never think again a day in your life. You know, we need to be, we need to think, but we're not. See, there's a difference because, you know, that this is where people say, well, God gave us a brain for a reason, you know. Right. I, I need a, we're not telling you not to use your brain. Use your brain. Don't be mm -hmm. stupid. But, but what we're saying is, and what, what um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, it says, don't lean on that. Mm -hmm. So when, whenever a situation arises and you don't know what to do, your, your default should not be to lean on your understanding and your experience and your knowledge. Yeah. Your default should be, Okay, Holy Spirit, what do I, what, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and and God, and God, see, because here's the thing: when we're studying this word, we're storing up these things, you know, in us, and even in our brain, we're storing up, up these words in our brain. And so this is why we don't just say, "Well, if I'm not using my brain, what's the point?" No, I'm storing up the word of God. I'm storing up this fellowship, so now God can bring to remembrance things that. I read in the Word. Yeah. He can bring to remembrance. He can say, hey, you remember that where you were, you know, what Pastor told you the other day? Now, now you can use that to, yeah. to the situation. So we're not saying ignore your brain. We are, but we're saying is, I'm not going to choose, in my life, I don't choose to lean on that. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're making yourself your source. Yeah. Like, and if you're preaching to others and you're preaching them something that you, that you thought up and concocted, and oh man, that's a real good word. You're making yourself their source. Yeah. And that's a dangerous thing. Yep. But when we're leaning on the Spirit of God, what we're doing is we're making Him our source, mm -hmm. and we're just a channel that He's using yeah. to change people's lives. Yeah. You know, so, so let's be real for a moment. When, if someone comes to you and they're, and they're struggling with something, who, you, in that moment, you choose, am I going to be their source? Am I going to let God be their source? Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to choose, no, okay, let's pray or, or, or just, okay, Father, like I, there have been times where just, I'm just praying in the spirit, like silently to myself, God, I, 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 you, you need to speak through me. You need to, you know, do something here. And, and, and that's when you give God the glory. Yeah. Whenever someone asks you, Hey, can you, can you share a devotion for this? Or, Hey, can you, can you, can you preach for this situation? Or, Hey, you know, I just need help. Okay. God's the source. What I'm not going to lean on on my own understanding, this is probably what they need. No, 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 no. God, you're the source. I'm not, oh, because, put this in the comments. Never, I will never allow other people to make me their source. Yeah. I'm just going to say, never allow other people to make you their source. Yeah. 
and never make other people your source, but, but this is a big thing. This is a big thing when it comes to, to, to now I'm not gonna logic this out, is who's the source? Who am I gonna allow be their source? Am I yeah. gonna become their source or am I gonna let God be their source? Yeah. Well, in Philippians it says, like, I can do all things. Does it end there? No, like, yeah. I can do all things through Christ, yeah. through him, through yeah. him. So I think for me, one of the biggest examples of of me needing to be led by God, and the, well, I have many of them, but the most tangible one is when pastor put me in charge of overseeing our creative arts department here at the church. Yeah. Ask me how much technology things I have, like actual revelation of in Barrett's brain. It, 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 it's, it has not been much. <laughs> like, and so when pastor asked me to do it, I told him no, at least at least twice. I was like, nope, don't want to do that. Please don't make me do this. And he's like, no, you need to be the one to do this. So I yielded, but I had so much intimidation of, of the department because I knew technical things have not been my Barrett's flesh, soul strength. But when I got to the point of getting over myself, I realized, you know what, if, if my shepherd is asking me to do something, then I trust my shepherd. And here's the thing, maybe it's at your job and your boss isn't a godly man, but your boss asks you to do something. Is that where you're called at this moment? If you're working there and you're, you know, you're, you've got that going on, then yeah, there's like that sort of partnership of, okay, my boss is asking me to do this. Lord, help me. And there would be times when I would try to figure stuff out in my own strength and it would be so frustrating and so irritating and overwhelming. And let me tell you the most frustrating part, when pastor would just come in and touch it and it would start working. Oh my <laughs> lanta, the, the irritation on my flesh. Cause I'm like, I tried that seven times, but he carried an anointing and he was in rest and he was being led by God. So when I started again, making myself shut up and following the leading of my shepherd, when problems started coming up, I would, okay, I'm not going to get out of rest on this. Holy spirit. What can I do? And there would be times where I then, not me, the Holy Spirit through me, I'd touch something and it would turn on. Not, and I couldn't tell you why. Kevin and Buddy and Marky are all way smarter with that stuff. I don't know why it would work, but Holy Spirit would make it work because it wasn't my understanding. Or he'd give me the wisdom on how to fix things. Or he'd give me the revelation of who to reach out to. Like, praise God for Buddies and Kevins and Markies of the world to make things better and smarter. But I don't, you don't have to be your own source to figure things out. If Holy Spirit's called you to be someplace, if Holy Spirit's given you an instruction, God's so good that he's not going to call you somewhere without a supply for you to draw from mm -hmm. to be able to do the thing. Yeah. If God's called you to it, he's equipped you to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's a supply for you to draw mm -hmm. from. And maybe the supply is other people. Or maybe it's solely you and him and you're gutting that thing through. Mm -hmm. But God is yeah. able and faithful to give you exactly what yeah. you need yeah. to go through yeah. any single thing that you're facing. Because he's not an unjust God yeah. and he loves you yeah. and he wants to be your helper. That's his yeah. literal name. That's yeah. Holy Spirit's name is yeah. the helper. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, and that's the anointing in operation. Yeah. I'd much rather be anointed to do something than have the knowledge to do it. Yeah. Because like you've heard, you've probably heard someone play a piano and they, they've studied and they've done all that and it sounds good. But then, but then you have someone who's like only been playing the piano for a week. They just play one chord and all of a sudden like, yeah, there's an anointing on yeah. it. You just hear it. You know, you just you just feel it. See, uh, it's much better because here's the thing: knowledge can tickle people's heads, knowledge can reach people's heads, but the anointing changes people's lives. Yeah. The anointing changes people's lives. Yeah. So so. That's good. You, you know, I keep I keep coming coming back to this. Like, if someone's coming to you for counseling, like the anointing will change their lives. No, knowledge you can just kind of feed things to them, and they'll take take it or leave it, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But the anointing will, will fester in them. It, mm -hmm. It'll reach their spirit and, and you know, here, okay, here's where it gets fun. You know, that, that, that variance between relying on logic and relying on the spirit. 
you know, I remember there was one time someone sent me a Facebook message because I, I think I posted a quote and they were asking a question. And, um, and I could tell the question was half in the right art, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, so I, I typed up this big long thing. And then uh, I asked Pastor, because he was there with me, I was like, you know what, I should probably ask him. I was like, hey, this person asked me this, you know. And uh, he basically, he, he, he gave me a response that um, wasn't what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. You know, it, basically his, his response was just like asking them, a, very, a more vague question that wasn't really answering the question. Mm -hmm. And really what, what he was coming at was, you'll begin to see his heart yeah. at this question. And then all of a sudden I saw the heart. And, and, and this is where it changed me because I recognized when I typed that whole thing, I was becoming the source, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, here, and here's, here's the reality. If they didn't receive it, which they wouldn't have in the first place because, yep. you know, pastor knew the heart behind it more than I did. If they didn't receive it, all of a sudden I would have gotten internal and yep. been like, what could I have said to change their mind better? You know, how could I, what, what could I have done differently to, 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 to make, bring a different outcome? What am I doing? I'm becoming the source. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that's when I realized I don't, I don't have to answer people's questions the way I think, but, mm -hmm. but here's the thing. I don't even always have to answer people's questions. Sure don't. And that, and that's where all of a sudden it got in a weird place, you know, <laughs> for me, for me, you know, because I, I'm so used to my my understanding, you know, being a source yeah. for for myself. How about this? Someone's going through something, and you feel like it's your job and your responsibility to tell them what'll fix it. Yeah. Is, is it? Did, God, did the Holy Spirit tell you, or 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 did you tell you? Yeah. You know, well, if someone's going through something, I have to do something about it. Here's what you know. Yeah, you have to do. You don't just let people struggle. But what if what the Holy Spirit wants you to do is just pray for them? Right. You know that this again. This is where I need to be led by the Holy Ghost. You know, because here's the thing: me trying to fix their problems might just make it worse. Yeah. You know. And so, you know, pa Pastor talks about, you know, if you, even if you have like a vision about someone, that doesn't mean you have to share it. Oh my it with gosh, them. don't share it with them. <laughs> Check with your shepherd first. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is where all of this is just changing, especially over this, these past like six months from now. Yeah. It's all just been changing because all, all I've been trained to do my whole life is rely on this. Yeah. And now, now all of a sudden I'm taught, because we, <laughs> we hear it, but we don't actually understand how, how to operate in it. Actually, I haven't, you know, like for so long. I've heard it. Oh, man, like my, my life verse was trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on, on your own understanding. But then I, I'm, I'm slowly realizing that I've been leaning on my understanding more than I realized, you know, but. but that's it's, everybody. Like, yeah. That's not just you. Yeah. 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 Like, and so, and so, you know, Serena put in the comments, it's not my job to fix others. That, that's, that's it, you know. Yeah. It's my job to seek the anointing of the Father through fellowship and, and, you know, studying the word, seek that anointing. And then in all my ways, all that I do, I acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. And when I acknowledge him, he'll direct my path. Not, not just, you know, I'll, I'll do what I want or do what I think is best. E even if what you're doing seems biblical, you know? Right. But I'm doing only, here's the key, only what the Spirit's leading me yeah. to do. And that's how Jesus operated. Yep. He only said what the Father told him. He only did what the Father told him to do. And what what is that? He's my source. Yeah. He's their source. Yeah. And I gotta trust that if he's my source, and I'm trusting if he's their source, he'll help me. Yeah. And maybe you know, I know when I would hear Pastor talk like this, it would be, well, that's great. That's awesome for you, man of God, <laughs> Pastor. Awesome. Super, I don't think I can. And that's a deception. Yeah. You know, like Buddy and I, maybe you're not called to be ministers of the gospel in this vein, like ministers who stand before people or whatever. Maybe you're called to finance the kingdom. Maybe you're called to be a teacher. Maybe you're called to own a business or work in a store. Or, you know, maybe the Lord just hasn't shown you, but you're, you're at where you're planted right now. You're still called to be anointed. Period. You know, those who lay hands on the sick, the, the people who believe in my name, 
you know, those are the people who are supposed to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You know, Natalie, Natalie just commented saying good words today. It's all the Lord. But Natalie has a testimony where Natalie's not a fivefold minister. Like she's not, she's not licensed or ordained. She is a believer. She's a believer. And there was a period a couple years ago where a coworker of hers needed the anointing. The co-worker was facing sickness. She had received a, or I don't know if it was a guy or girl, I don't remember, but they had received a diagnosis from the doctor of, I, I, I don't know how we can, it can get better. Like I, we've done what we can. We don't know how to fix it. Praise God, Natalie knew and was connected to the anointing. Praise God, Natalie knew, you know what? A doctor can't fix it. A doctor's limited logical knowledge has run out. But my God can't. My God can never run out. My God is the healer and he wants to heal you. And Natalie took the foolishness of preaching. Like how many people on the street truly believe a miracle can happen? Mm -hmm. Not many, but Natalie did. Natalie believed that her father was who he said he was. And she prayed for that person. And all of a sudden they were healed, healed, healed. The doctor said it couldn't be done. You know, when I first came to Albemarle, I was brand new, brand new to Holy Spirit. I had been filled with the spirit for two months, I think. I brand new. And I came down here with Evangelist Ted and I like, I helped lead the kids crusade. It was so cute. Abby and Eo were little anyway. But during the day we'd go out and soul win. Mm -hmm. And there was one day, I don't remember if it was the last day, it was close to the end of the week. I like, I think we were wrapping up and Evangelist Ted had called me and he's like, Hey, we just got a call from somebody who's in a nursing home and they had a stroke, they're paralyzed, head to foot, can't move, can't talk, nothing. They want me to pray for them. I can't, I need you to. I had been filled with the Holy Ghost for two months. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm the one to go. Are you kidding? And I don't think I said that out loud. I definitely said it internally though. <laughs> and I was with some other girls and so we're like, okay. Praise God, I knew enough through the anointing to know if the man of God is calling me to do it, there's a way that it can be done. Mm -hmm. So we went to this nursing home here in town and like before we even got inside, these ladies were outside in wheelchairs. They're like, you're the ones that are at the tent revival because we had like a great big meeting that was happening. They recognized us mm -hmm. and the lady outside was like, I can't walk. I want you to pray for me right now. Not even inside yet. <laughs> and I like literally in my brain, I'm like, Lord, I am trying really hard to get the faith up to go pray for it. the other paralyzed person. This is like the appetizer paralyzed person. What? And again, praise God. I knew enough to, to not say these things out loud. And I like the faith was there because I didn't have enough religion to tell me otherwise. And so we laid hands like me and these uh, couple other girls, we laid hands on the lady outside. She got healed. Like we had no eloquent prayer. It was father, let her walk. Like she's believed, like it was not pretty. It was not a pretty prayer. She got up and started dancing. Not because we could pray well, <laughs> but because the anointing is good. Yeah. So we go inside, we get to the paralyzed person and he isn't able to walk or talk or anything like that. By the time we left, like they kicked us out because the, they didn't enjoy us praying in tongues. But by the time they kicked us out, his hands were moving, his feet were moving. He could start to move his head around because the anointing was working, yeah. not because Barrett is anything special, but because the anointing is not a respecter of persons, it's a respecter of faith. And if we will put faith on the Lord, that his word is what it says it is, turn our brains off and say, father, I'll follow you as scary as it looks like as impossible as it looks for a brand, brand new believer, truly believer to lay hands and see someone paralyzed walk. I'll trust you. Mm -hmm. Your word says it, mm -hmm. it can be done. And then he's able to partner with that. Cause it's, that's faith. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen faith like that in all Jerusalem. Yeah. It's going to be done for you. Amen. And, and knowledge can't make that lame person walk. No, <laughs> it's only the anointing. Yeah. And, and you know, like, like you said, and uh, Serena put it, every believer 
can walk in this. Yeah. Every believer can have that anointing. How do we know that? Because Jesus Christ, if you're saved, if, if you've given your life to Christ, that anointing, you know, is in you. Greater is yeah. he that is in me. Jesus Christ lives in me, yeah. you know. And Christ is that anointing, uh, you know, the anointed one and his anointing. That anointing can be in you and flow through you. Yeah. Uh, and really the, the key is, like we've been talking about, I'm going to put that aside and I'm just going to trust in him. Yeah. I'm going to put, put my faith in him. And there's ways you can grow in the anointing and stuff like that. We actually talked about that. Um, recently. Uh, yeah, very yeah. recently. I think it was Thursday per chance. Maybe. When, when we did our last Q&A, we'll, we'll, link we'll, it. We'll, we'll put the card up there on uh, YouTube later. Um, but uh, we, we talked about the spiritual gifts and how to flow and how to increase yeah. the anointing. I mean, we'll encourage you to look back at that. But, you know, really, you know, the key is just fellowship. Yeah. I'm going to put my trust in you, God. God, you're my source, and I'm just going to trust that if you said it, it's going to be done, and, and I'm just going to seek Him because it's that anointing that yeah. brings true knowledge. Uh, it's seeking knowledge that actually brings worldly knowledge. Yeah. But I'm going to seek the anointing, I'm going to seek His Word, and I'm going to seek that fellowship, and He'll give me that knowledge. But but outside of that, because remember when Jesus preached, you know, the, the Sermon on the Mount, everyone was marveling. Yeah. They were like, what's going on? And, and the difference was He wasn't just preaching out of His head. He was actually preaching through the anointing. Amen. They, said, they recognized that He was speaking as one who had authority. Yeah. Was that authority? That's the anointing. Yeah. And so... And so we're going to pray for you today. Amen. We're going to we're going to pray that anointing on you today. We're going to pray that 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 the Lord will will move in your life today so that you can not be a source for people but that you can be a channel that that anointing Amen. flows through to change people. Um we'll we'll pray. I I just wanted to say one more thing. Um I re I remember when uh pastor preached a message recently on the uh the flow of the river yeah uh and and as he was ministering and laying hands on people you know i was just picturing in my head like that river right in front of all of us we're lying there that river was right in front of all of us and pat and when pastor would lay hands that river would would channel through him into us you know the bible talks about rivers of life flowing out of you that yeah. river of life is not something that you just kind of carry and you know it's something that the that god is flowing it's yeah. always flowing the river's always flowing but you know we can choose to be a channel used by that and, yeah. and i believe that river is flowing where you're Amen. at now and 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 that anointing can flow out of you when you just connect yourself with with that anointing amen but anyway we're, we're, let's we'll pray amen, amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Son colende sambada shakombo colende dadali atiakai ato colende sambada sabo. Father, we thank you that right now your anointing is at work in our lives and in every viewer's home. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that it's the anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. Father, through the anointing today, for every viewer watching, let yokes of bondage in our thinking be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Destroyed to never be remade. Destroyed to never come back again. Father, let us yield to you. Let us yield to you, God. And just say that out loud, Father, I yield to you. I stop trying to make things work. I let you make things work. Flow through me. In my home, at my job, in my relationships, even in my time with you. Lord, help me flow with you. Father, in Jesus' name, your sheep know your voice and the strangers they will not follow. We ask that you help the people watching this broadcast now and in the time to come. We ask that you help them know your voice and to stop giving, stop giving authority to other voices that aren't you. Lord, help us silence every lying tongue, every antichrist thought, every antichrist agenda in the name of Jesus. Let it fall to nothing, nothing, 
Nothing. Yes, no sir. weapon prospers against yes, our sir. viewers. No Thank weapon you, against the viewers of the What's Right broadcast in the name of Jesus yes. will be destroyed. We go through the valley yes. of the shadow of death. We go yes, through and you take us the shortest route yes. possible. You take us from point A to point B and the path is clear because you're leading us. Yes. You're guiding us. Father, let us know your voice more than our own. Yes. Help us to know your voice more than our voice. Yes. And Lord, help us to get willing and obedient. Willing and obedient will cause us to increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Willing and obedient will cause us to eat the good of the land. Father, help us to be willing, yielded, yielded, yes. yielded in the name of Jesus. Let it be so for every viewer and their families for generations to come should mm. Jesus tarry. Let today's decision, today's prayer, let today's decision to mm. yield to you impact generations to come yes. should your son tarry. Father, we thank you for it mm -hmm. and we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Who? It's been fun. It has been fun. Yeah, no, I've, I've felt the anointing. Yeah. Um, God's good. Amen. Guys, if that ministered to you, just put some hands up in the comments. But uh, no, so uh, as we're wrapping up, uh, we just want to let you know that we love you guys. We yeah. sow this broadcast into you. Um, this is, you know, this is something that, that you know, we, we, we just want the word to get into your homes. We want the word to get into many homes. Yeah. You know, I'm believing that this broadcast is going to become a lot more than, than we ever Amen. even expected. And, uh, you know, at, and God's already been growing this and multiplying it. I mean, if you look back a year ago at, at Lunch Plus, don't do it, please. I mean, you could, I mean, you but, can, but please but don't. don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> know us as we are now. <laughs> yes, amen. Amen. But God's been faithful. He's been blessing this ministry. He's been blessing, you know, yeah. this word. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you, if the Lord's putting in your heart to partner with what He's doing here, you know, because we recognize he's the source. Yeah. He uses different channels, you know, and, and right now, you know, apply what we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, Lord, do you want me to give? You know, he might say, he might say no. He'll probably say yes. Okay, how much do you want me? Like, you know, he'll, he'll lead you. Let, yeah. let him lead you. Let him speak through you. And, and if the Lord's putting it on your heart to sow today, I want to encourage you to sow because, yeah. again, you know, we've been talking about this. God's not going to give you a commandment without, without first... Yeah without not first supplying, the, giving you the grace to do it. You know, he supplied seed to the sower. Yeah. So if he puts it in your heart to sow, you're going to have everything that you need to, 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 to fulfill it and to do it. Yeah. And, then, and then he gives you an abundant harvest. Mm -hmm. So he gives you the seed to sow, and then he blesses you for sowing it. Yeah. How awesome is that? Because he's the source of every, every good and perfect gift yeah. comes from him. So, so as you sow today, uh, we have all the different ways you can give. We got giveww.org. Uh, you can go there. We got uh, Cash App. We got Facebook. We got uh, Text to Give. It's all right there in the yeah. lower thirds. Uh, we also have it in the description below. But we want to encourage you. Be obedient. And yeah. God will bless you for that obedience. Well, and giving is one of those things that there are times where it doesn't seem logical. Yeah. Like, but when we give by the anointing, that's mm. when it's blessed. When mm. we give based on the leading of the Lord. And, yeah. you know, Pastor has this story. For him, the greatest offering that he ever gave was one penny. Mm. One penny. The Lord, he wanted to give. Like, you know, maybe right now you're hearing this and it's, I want to give, but I don't, I don't have anything. Like that's a logic thought of God. Well, I'm logicking. I don't have anything to give you. You know, the woman did that when the prophet came to her and he's like, well, what do you have that you can give? Well, I don't have anything in my house except for a jar of oil, except it's those moments where the, our brain will tell us, I don't have enough to give. I don't have anything to give. I can't give. That's a logic thought. That's a logic thing. So that, and I'm saying that not to put any condemnation. I've done it so many times, but to give you those triggers when those thoughts go off, Oh, that's, that's logic. That's, that's not the Lord. Yeah. But here's what happened. Pastor wanted to give, going back to that time and service, he wanted to give, he'd given everything he had and he felt the anointing to give. He wanted to, he looked through all of his stuff. He emptied his pockets. He checked everything he had. He's like, father, I really want to give something to you. I really want to give something to you. I don't know what I can. The word says that God 
provide seed to the sower. Mm. Right now, if you want to become a sower and maybe you've never sown before, or maybe you've sown so much and you don't feel like you have anything left over, God is able to make anything in a moment. All he's got to do is speak. That's it. That's how he made everything as he spoke it. So pastors there saying, God, I want to give something to you. And he felt the Holy Spirit say, check your pocket. Okay, Lord, I've already checked my, like, that's his logic of, I've already checked my pockets. But because he was submitted, he checked his pocket again. And in a pocket that he knew, that he knew, that he knew was empty, there was a penny in there. Because God put a penny in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And why it was the greatest gift is because, number one, God gave it to him. Mm -hmm. But number two, it's all he had. It's all he had. And in that moment, he was able to give God right back what God had given to him. Mm -hmm. And it was all he had because God provided it. The anointing provided the seed to sow. And it changed everything in his life because it showed him, my God shall supply for me all my needs according to his riches and glory. He shall provide everything I need, including the seed. So if you want to sow today, ask God. Let him talk to you. Yeah. He's that good. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So let's uh, bless every seed sown yeah. today. Father, right now in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for the obedience and the faith of those who are sowing today. God, I thank, thank you, Lord, Lord, that they are sowing into a rich soil yeah. today in Jesus' name. Father, I think there's you. a special blessing for those who are sowing, God, uh, outside of their lodging, yeah. outside of what they thought was best. Father, I thank you, Lord, thank for you, Father. An, exponential increase on yeah, those seeds thank sown. you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, that every seed sown will be pressed down, thank you. shaken together, will be pouring over back into their laps. Thank in you, Jesus' name, thank you, Father, that thank this you, is Father. their year yeah. of supernatural increase. Yeah. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We have another awesome broadcast for you tomorrow, but uh, Abby's going to tell you about that. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Wasn't that a great word? That really blessed me. That's something I've been thinking about a lot and something I've had to work on. So if that word touched you, make sure you give it a thumbs up, like it, share it, comment on it, hit the little bell on YouTube so you get to see every time we go live. I promise we will try to only go live once a day. You won't get a ton of notifications, but you're gonna wanna be here when we go live. It's awesome. And we have words from the Lord for you, but stay right there. Stay right where you are. We have some announcements. It's awesome. And can you believe it, guys? Mother's Day is coming up, and it is super, super soon. So not this Sunday, but the next Sunday is May 9th. And here at our church, Boomerang Church, we are having a Mother's Day service. We are going to have some special things for the mothers. We're also going to be having a family photo booth for free. So come bring your families, bring your mamas. Let's get some pictures. We want to see you guys. But even sooner is this Sunday. And would you like to know what's happening this Sunday? We are having a Holy Ghost meeting with Brother Tracy Harris, one of our absolute favorite people. So come here to Boomerang Church at 6 p.m. this Sunday, May 2nd. You are not going to want to miss it. The Lord has something special for you, and there is a special anointing when you are physically here. Not just watching online, but when you're physically here, there is a special anointing for that. You are not going to want to miss it. So that's this Sunday. Next Sunday is Mother's Day. It's going to be awesome. We want to see you there. We want to see you here. So I hope you've enjoyed today, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. We will see you later. Bye.